1: on today's podcast, we're continuing along in our AI glossary series, defining some of the key terms that you need to know in artificial intelligence and machine learning and big data. And you know, as we get deeper into the glossary and defining terms, especially some of these terms around in deep learning and very specific you may want to go back and listen to some of the other episodes that we have covered some of the foundational terms. We've done our best to lay out this glossary series in an order in which you can, one builds on the next so that we don't introduce a term in a glossary series that we have not previously dived deeper into and provided a more fundamental understanding. So if you're just joining us here for some of these more deeper topics, I encourage you to go back and listen maybe all the way to the very beginning of our glossary series. Hey, all the way to the beginning of AI today, but that was over five years ago, and uh, some hundreds of podcasts. So, uh, you know, unless you have a long time, you may or may or may not want to binge listen to all of them. We do have great podcasts on not just about AI and what the definitions are, but of course how to put AI into practice. Interview with great practitioners, some of the key concepts, and and trends that have been happening, and of course use case series and. Our failure series, but um, especially as we go into get deeper, you may want to listen to this one podcast a few times and maybe some of the previous ones a few times as well.
0: Exactly. I'm a link to the podcasts in the show notes where, you know, certain terms we go over. We understand sometimes this may take a few listens to really get the concept and that's absolutely okay there's a lot of terms that are out there some can be incredibly confusing some of the definitions that are out there so we've tried to do our best to explain this in uh you know a logical way and on this glossary series we'll be presenting either you know one term or a group of terms that we think group together nicely so on today's podcast we're going to be going over at a high level the terms encoder decoder autoencoder and generative adversarial networks, also known as GANs, so that in case these come up in conversation, then you'll have at least a high-level understanding of what these are. So first, we're going to go over autoencoder and encoder-decoder. So an encoder-decoder is a pair of neural networks in which one network encodes an original source of data, such as an image, into a neural network representation, and the paired network then decodes it back to its original image format. So autoencoder is an encoder-decoder pair that is used in unsupervised learning to automatically learn encodings from training data without labels. And we had a podcast on unsupervised learning. So if you're not sure what that is, we'll link to that in the show notes. We encourage you to listen to it. An autoencoder has two main parts. So an encoder that maps the message to a code and a decoder that reconstructs the message from the code. So an optimal autoencoder would perform as close to perfect reconstruction as possible. Autoencoders are trained to ignore noise. So noise really is just, you know, meaningless data. So it's it's uh, autoencoders are trained to ignore that noise in the data. And autoencoding is used for things such as image denoising and compressing images maybe generating new data from original training data identifying anomalies and patterns in the data so anomalies would be things you know such as that noise that we had talked about that meaningless data facial recognition machine translation sentiment analysis maybe if you're trying to describe and caption images you can use it for that or other similar related tasks and regularized autoencoders try to find the pattern and eliminate noise, while variational autoencoders introduce randomness to create new valid output data from input data. So, you know, there's two main types, the regularized autoencoders and variational autoencoders.
1: And they both have great applications. You've heard some of them. But the variational autoencoders have really captured some really interesting attention here because if we can introduce a little bit of randomness and create something that's valid from the perspective of the network, that's some output data, then we can create something that doesn't exist, but may look like it should exist, right? So a generative adversarial network, uh, the GAN, is this idea of using this autoencoder in a very specific way, where of course, just like an autoencoder, we have two neural networks that are used and we use them primarily to generate and create new output data. So the first network, uh, the one side of the the model, uh, generates some representation of the output, while the other model determines, it's kind of like, it's called the discriminator, determines whether or not the output is the desired result. So the generator basically creates this new data, this variational autoencoder based on its best guess. And then there's another network called the discriminator that determines you know, again, using the classification system, we talked about classification before, whether or not the data is good enough by comparing it to the real training data. And it says, does. It, is this a good enough uh, match, right? So we have a couple of things going on here. We have this autoencoder network that uses some random noise to generate some new data. That new data may or may not be good, but the first network thinks it is. Then the discriminator networks compares it to the real image and classifies it with some probability and say, How close is this to the uh, real training data? And if it passes, then uh it gives it the 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 label for whatever it thinks it is. If not, it's, it, it doesn't, right? And um, you know, that's really pretty, pretty amazing if you want to think about it. You know, giving a training set, this technique really can generate new data with much of what's called the same statistics. It looks very much correlated to what the training set is. So the network is really creating, if you want to think of it, like a new training data set. It's trying to match the training data set with new stuff that would be classified very similarly to the training data set. So the training data sets a bunch of people's faces, let's say, and you use the uh, generator network to create things that are like faces. And the discriminator network can say, is this a face or not a face? Then... Over time, the generator network can create new faces of people that don't exist, and that's an exact use case. There's something called "this person does not exist," and it's basically a GAN. And there's many, many applications of this. Uh, GANs can create new images and other data that at le- that look at least superficially <laughs> uh, real to humans. You know how good they are. Depends. Sometimes you can tell. Sometimes you can't. But it's not just you know people. You can create you know fake streets, fake maps, fake you know flowers. You know, cats. You know, people. Cre- you can draw something that looks like a purse, and you can have the system generate a real purse. You know, based on the the, the training data, or convert a scene from like, hey, here's a daytime scene converted to the nighttime scene. Basically, generate something that's only if you give the training data uh, only nighttime scenes, and then you feed in a daytime image. This will generate something that should look like the nighttime image. All sorts of stuff like that. So. It's a very powerful idea. You know this is kind of brings us into this idea of deep fakes, which we which we talk about in our ethical series and a bunch of other places as well. Um, but the idea is that these systems can create stuff that are close enough, right? So just the basic way is that we train the discriminator first. So of these two networks we have, the generator network that's generating this new fake training data and the discriminator that's determining whether or not it's close enough. We actually train the discriminator network first. So we train that first to know what's good and bad until it reaches some level of accuracy. And then we use the generator network first with random input and then maybe we could feed in some previous examples, so maybe not even totally random, until uh, it increasingly gets better. So this is, this is kind of where things are at. Now you know what a GAN is, and an autoencoder, and an encoder-decoder, and the different ways that we can use these types of deep learning neural nets
0: exactly and we want to present these terms so that if they come up in conversation you at least at a high level have a general understanding of what they are but of course understanding it at a high level and being able to put it into practice are two different things and that's where our cpmai methodology and uh, you know our training and certification come into play i know that many of our podcast listeners are cpmai certified and uh, you know we have a growing community now globally Uh, So if you're interested in getting CPMAI certified as well, we encourage you to go to cognolyticacom slash CPMAI. But maybe you're not familiar with CPMAI or you'd like to learn a little bit more before you, uh, you know, Take the course to get your certification. If you're interested in our free intro to CPMAI course, then I encourage you to go to ai.today.live/CPMAI where you can sign up uh, and register for free for our intro to CPMAI course. Many of our podcast listeners have also done that. Uh, um, you know, either just. Standalone, or they've done that before they've taken the CPMAI certification. So, either way, I will link to both of them in the show notes. I encourage you to check it out. Uh, as I mentioned, we have a really great group of CPMAI certified individuals, and we would love to add you to that group as well. So uh, like I said, I'll make sure to link to both of them in the show notes. We also had some podcast interviews with CPMAI certified individuals that I encourage you to listen to. They talk about how CPMAI has helped enhance their career, help them really better manage and understand AI projects for project success. So, with that, thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and we'll catch you in a future podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter, and more,